tether yourself in. I'm sitting stone still, looking out at the flurries. Not a terribly gripping view, but I can't look away. My mind's eye, focused inward, is watching the furious tides and is a little worried by the series of little hurricanes that come and go on their own unpredictable timetable. The tide charts completely useless now. At the moment, quiet breezes and a glimpse of sun. At another, she stands at the bow in the howling winds, screaming at someone who can't hear her. This restless Captain-S is a frightful sight. Her ship is rocking, and she is not always in control of which way she's facing. Sometimes a gust from the side takes her by surprise, and she falls down, slides across the deck, and is caught by the guardrail, lucky to still be on board. All the while, the weather out her window is mild, and she's amazed by this tempest in a teacup, and is all turned around by her very own weather system. How much can she learn about herself as she pilots her ship past another's vessel? Quite a bit, all on her own, it turns out. She is grateful for the expansive views she takes in on her journey, but each harrowing pass makes her utterly exhausted and quaking with fear, trembling with fury, and finally wishing herself dissolved like a sugar cube melted into absinthe. To offer herself to another and have him keep his distance and maneuver himself so slowly about her makes her whole being feel only as strong as the skin of a golden yoke, the faintest application of pressure to her and she splits open, loses her shape, and then she's mad she's all spread out and can't possibly collect herself. She craves the feeling of being seen up close in warm proximity to the heart of another sailor, and yet to have made that openness possible means she's particularly sensitive to frostbite now. And so, exposed to the elements, the sweet hopefulness turns to anger pretty quick. Afraid she's misjudged his intent to join her and is still hopelessly down one man on her crew. To have her offer refused is almost more than she can bear. But to make no offer, she is far past that now. So real is her need for extra hands. So now, that annoying self-awareness voice with her arms folded and her face smirking says, See how you squirm? You can't be alone well, can you? And I just want to slap the smile off that cunt's face. No, I say I can't. I can't tend myself. My heart is broken and my arms are tired working all these ropes by myself and I just want someone else to do the rigging for a while and help me sail my ship to a safer harbor. It's stormy out here, and I'm tired and hungry. Don't tell me I just have to be stronger. I know it's a lie that we can do all our living alone and should never lean on anyone. 
But just now, when I'm feeling so beyond, I just want to hand over the helm and maybe let God take the wheel. This is the confusing part of life, to know when God's invisible hands have you all steady and safe, even when it really doesn't fucking feel like it. And when a mini-God's arms attached to a human man are the ones I should be leaning into. If it is even allowed to lean on anyone anymore, so un-American as that is, to need another, to work better together, to stop getting everywhere by pulling up your own bootstraps with every step. Not captaining the ship never enters my mind. But what if that's what happens sometimes when the seas are too high and you can't see and you get tossed about and so have no way to know which direction is land? So you have no choice but to unman the helm letting the captain's wheel spin this way and that, and you just lie on the deck, tether yourself in, and wait for the storm to pass? Maybe that's the most strategic tack to take, the no-tack approach. Right now, I have no tact, as I yell to the man on the boat beside me, imploring him to come to me, holding up a slice of blueberry pie, wearing a Flashdance sweatshirt, which is falling off one shoulder. But he's not taking the bait. Of course, God would send a rescuer who won't do what I say. Because to this man, the idea of taking orders from anyone but his autonomous self is insupportable. I think I know someone else like that. And so he bobs there next to me in the water, probably waiting until I quiet down and slip under, and then he'll step in and see what he can do. In the meantime, it's tough love, forcing me to stay alone, sink or swim, to let go anyway. Because I finally see how big the world is and how I don't have any purchase on the path, and I never did.